Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence From Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lehman, mind-body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 142 of Confidence From Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And my special guest today is Pamela Barton. And we talk about a topic that we have not yet covered on this podcast, which is imposter syndrome. And I really love the perspective that she brings to the table and really the reframing about this concept that hopefully will help you better understand what it is and how you can release it too if you experience it from time to time. We also talk a lot about failure and really dismantling the concept that failure is bad and really understanding it from a growth mindset perspective, especially when we're trying something new, we're learning a new skill. She talks about it in the context of when she started in her entrepreneurial career, what that looked like and how did it feel to say, I don't know several times because we are in the process of building a new skill set or learning something that we have not been taught before. And a lot of that conversation has to do with really looking at yourself from a very vulnerable, authentic, and honest perspective and really tapping into self-discovery because when you do so, we become a little bit kinder (laughs) to ourselves. We have a little bit more patience to actually go through the motions in the process, but really, really choose the life that we want to live rather than just go in the motions and live the life that we stumble across. And I think that is such an empowering, but also honest view of life that can truly change how you see your own world. She talks about her changing careers and lessons she learned. And there's, it takes a lot of bravery to go through the journey that she has. And I believe it's going to be very inspiring to you if you find yourself either at a crossroads or looking at your life and wishing you done more or done things differently. So let me introduce you to Pamela. Pamela Barton is a Rester Holistic Nutritionist, RHN, and Natural Nutrition Certified Practitioner and NCP, as well as a speaker. In addition to her nutritional training, Pamela holds a degree in Organizational Management from Germany. Based on her corporate background, which demonstrated the challenges leaders face, she created the Metabolic Energy Reboot Program, a blueprint and implementation program to fast-track efforts to achieve sustainable energy levels. Pamela's program guides clients through their transformative journey from tired and exhausted to vibrant and productive. Her articles have been featured in Authority Magazine and Thrive Global, among others. Pamela has given talks on health and well-being in government organizations in Canada and regularly speaks to her Holistic Energy Alignment Heal community. Here is Pamela. Hi, Pamela. Welcome to the show. I am so pleased to have you here today. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here as well today and chatting with you. I'm looking forward to it. 
Yes, me too. And I can't believe it took us so long to bring you on the show. But, you know, I'm just very pleased and grateful for your time and this conversation. And just to get our listeners, you know, to pick a little bit into your brain, how do you define confidence? Yeah, that's such a great question. Um, it has certainly changed over time how uh, I view confidence. Um and I must say, recently, I actually think it has it has to do with authenticity. Mm. Um, when you find your um, place within yourself, um, there's automatically confidence. You don't have to do anything for it um, because you are yourself. Yeah. And all the confidence you need, right? But you can actually accept it. And, and people around you will feel it. And it doesn't come up as a question. Yeah. Like, you know, nobody will come and say, be more confident. And you just have to be confident because they know you are, because you are you. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is a complex question, but this is kind of like my short answer to it. That's a realization I, I had, um, you know, through my work and through my own personal growth. Mm -hmm. That's really, you do authenticity work and the confidence is automatically coming. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. And I'm completely aligned with that answer. Uh, you very eloquently described exactly how I see it as well. And I think like it's what you said that I want to pull out that's really important is the really doing that authenticity work so you understand your place within yourself, right? I think that is really where the magic happens. I call it inner priorities in my work. But once you uncover what they are, then you're doing yourself on purpose. Nobody is more perfect at being you than you, right? And I think people crave authenticity. So when you're exuding that, people want that, right? So it is just such a beautiful answer and such a great way to start this conversation. So thank you for that insight. Um, <laughs> and confidence, I think, is a big part. Like I want to talk to you about leadership, female leadership and entrepreneurship and all those things. And you have a beautiful, diverse background and so much experience. And I think confidence is something that, you know, women sometimes, if they're making career changes or, you know, self-actualizing, they feel they lack or they need, right? So tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey and how was the whole transition in the world for you? Wow, what what a vast topic. Vast um, question. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how to start. So I guess when I started out, um, I didn't know much about it, right? So I had my degree in holistic nutrition and all I knew was, hey, you know, it would be cool to have a business and, you know, work from home. That was before we all worked from home. So yes. it was before the pandemic hit back then. It was like, hey, it would be cool to work from home, you know, let's become an entrepreneur. Well, it wasn't that simple, but kind of it was, you know, this is kind of how I started not knowing anything about it really. And so once you embark on this journey, um, you pretty quickly realize your limits. Mm -hmm. um, you, 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 you know what you just studied and you feel somewhat confidence and, you know, relaying the message of all the things you just learned. But um, you realize that you have to be way more than what you just want to offer other people, yeah. right? Entrepreneurship is... Um, comes with a variety of things um, that I was not prepared for at all. And I yeah. was pretty naive because like 
nobody told me, right? This, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> always this problem that, oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. I, okay. I have to figure this out. I have to figure that out. So you get overwhelmed pretty quickly. And, and I think most of the time you come across topics where you say, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So the most frequent sentence actually that kind of <laughs> comes up is, I don't know. Right. And then yeah. you feel somewhat inadequate because you don't know anything. At least you feel like you don't know anything. Yeah. Um, and and so so you, you come to that realization that you have to make a decision. Right. So and the decision is either I figure it out and I quit complaining about it. Or <laughs> I love it. You know, like those are really the two options because if mm. you if you think you should figure it out but you're complaining all day long you become a very miserable entrepreneur yeah like, absolutely wants to be around you and everybody kind of like oh my god here she's again you know like that's annoying <laughs> so nobody wants this and you don't want this for yourself either because yeah. if you decide to embark on this journey it should be challenging but fun and you should reach this place where you say i don't want to do anything else you know like this is this is amazing and I know that I don't know anything. So let's keep going. It's amazing. You know, like this is kind of like the mindset you want to have. Mm -hmm. So either you quit if you realize, hey, that's not me. Yeah. Or if you don't, then you have to keep going and you really have to change your mindset. You know, mm -hmm. like you have to kind of say, okay, I come from a very humble place. Yeah. That I don't know much, but I will figure it out. Yeah. And so that's really where the mindset works begins as an entrepreneur yeah because you can figure out everything you know there's a tutorial for everything <laughs> yes like people who know stuff you know it's not like you can't figure it out you can but it's like the mindset and the attitude you have towards it is what mm -hmm. makes you like it. that's really what it is and yeah. it's the same with clients that you teach right so yeah absolutely attitude i can do it you will be successful. If you have the attitude, I don't know if I can do this, maybe not, then yeah, probably not. You know, and it's yeah. the same for an entrepreneur. And this is really um, on my entrepreneurial journey. I think the biggest self-discovery is like, who do I want to be as an entrepreneur? Mm. You know, how do I want to view the world? And what do I bring to the table at the end of the day? Yeah. Well, so many golden nuggets. I'm trying to keep it track in my head of what I want to pull out. But what it described basically is growth mindset, right? Which very much, like you said, it applies. Like I work as, you know, uh, in the weight release world, the weight loss industry, which has on a good day, 95% failure rate, right? So it is an industry that people have tried so many things for so long. And you are also in a difficult industry with the hormone space, energy levels. And those are things that, Women have tried so many things and you have to have a level of perseverance, right? If you really want to get the outcomes and making a parallel to business, just like you said, it's, I think a few things that you said that are really special is entrepreneurship is really not for the faint of heart. <laughs> it is a personal development journey, especially if the business is an expression of the entrepreneur, right? Which is for a lot of us in the coaching consulting world. But also what you said about, and I think it is that humbleness that has served you really well of knowing where your lane is like an artist, right? We're not business trained. 
we have an artistry, artistry in our cases in the health and wellness space, some musician of being music, but that does not make us automatically business people, operational masters or, you know, anything like that. And having the humbleness that, no, I don't have all the skills, but skills are acquirable, right? Then it becomes that cost analysis. Do I want to pay the, the pain and the price of getting the skill or not, right? So from your perspective, like, what do you think made you, you know, really look in the mirror and see reality from such clear lenses and and make a decision like how much quotations paying or price am I willing to pay in my entrepreneurial journey versus some people that just, like you said, just quit because it just feel overwhelmed? Yeah. So I think the two keywords here for me were priorities. Yeah. And um, how I want to see myself when I look in the mirror. Mm. Um, so those are, I mean, those are really deep questions, but those were really the questions I worked on because, you know, I, I was confronted with the, the question at some point, what can I provide to other people? Mm-hmm. You know, if I charge them premium prices, uh, why can I do that? Like for what reason? Because yeah. I read a book or like why? Right. Yeah. So for me, it was like, I have to bring something valuable to the table. So, and that needs to be developed inside of me, you mm-hmm, know, like we're mm-hmm. born with it necessarily. We yeah. develop it. So, which brings me to the second point, priorities. So once I've decided that, you know, like I want to be an entrepreneur, of course, to, to build something, but also to serve on a higher level so other people can build something and can benefit from it. You have to make it a priority. It is also not an afterthought. It's not like, oh, on the weekend, you know, I spent two hours and I'm going to put a program together and then I hit the send button. Mm-hmm. That's not really what this is, you yeah. know, the entrepreneurial journey. Um, it is. It really has to do with who you are as a person and mm-hmm. what you bring to the table. And so you have to make that a priority. And I had to watch myself very closely in everyday life you know, in my behavior, my mindset, you know, all of this had to be priority to be developed so that I could actually uh, feel confident about offering my services to other people without yeah. feeling like, oh, maybe I shouldn't, you know, like, who am I? Like, and go in this whole imposter syndrome uh, space, right? That so yeah. many people land up in. And so this is really what's required. And that's, as you said, it's not for the faint of heart. This is uh-huh. hard work. And as I say it in quotation marks because it's not supposed to be hard, but it's like difficult work. You yeah. know, it's difficult work and it has to do a lot of with soul searching and a lot of, you know, like, oh my gosh, like I really need to work on this. You know. Uh-huh. So so and you have to be okay with that, you know. Uh-huh. So um it's very much a personal development for sure. Yeah. It's kind of like the principles are simple, but execution is really difficult, <laughs> right? Absolutely. To really implement. And hey there, have you heard of my new book, Release A Woman's Guide to Releasing Weight in Midlife Through Becoming Your Body's Best Friend? If not, go to naturallyjoyous.ca/slash book or click the link in the show notes below 
to learn more and to see if this is the right book for you. I wrote this book for women to read before your next diet. And this is not a book about weight loss, another diet trend, or a magical solution you have not tried yet. This is instead a rebellion against hating our bodies and trying to change who we are. Together, we will release all that no longer serves you so you can get the body you want and make midlife the best and healthiest years of your life. I cannot wait for you to get the book. So go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash book to learn more. Now back to the episode. Like you said, like value is such a relative thing, right? Like, and I always think about, you know, when we got, when we traveled to an all-inclusive hotel, the water bottle technically is prepaid, but it's free. Then you go <laughs> to an airport and it's six bucks, right? For a water bottle that's 25 cents at Costco, same water bottle, right? Um, so everything is relative. However, I do agree with you a hundred percent that, you know, when we see those things, oh, write a book and a weekend and all those, you know, pr- create a coaching program and I don't know, like three days and all those like fast paced. I think it's in my perspective, it's impossible to actually put the quality of the work that's necessary to really get an individual, especially if you're in difficult niches, right? That people are trying to overcome big hurdles to do the work, right? Like I look, even in my journey, like my work has evolved out of the last 11 years and quality has been my primary concern as a practitioner first and business owner second, right? So I think what you said is so true that, and I think imposter syndrome, so actually let me take a step back. Like what is your take on imposter syndrome? How do you see that concept? Well, I think it's a real thing. I think a lot of people have it. Um, I I certainly did have it for a long time because you feel like there's always someone who knows more than you do, right? That's behind mm-hmm. it. And I mean, that's true and will always be true, right? Mm-hmm. So you never have all the answers. So lingering there to think like you can solve it will not get you anywhere. You kind of stay stuck, right? Because you yeah. have to overcome this mindset hurdle of like but what if someone else knows more than i do mm-hmm. right and i think mm-hmm. that's the, the root of the imposter syndrome yeah there's um you know like maybe i'm not good enough you know i'm not good enough and i think here we come back to the authenticity that i talked about at the beginning mm-hmm. you know, yeah if you if you um you know if you come to the table saying this is me this is who I am, what I do, what I know, what I can help you with. And I really truly mean it because it's I've internalized it as mm-hmm. to be true. Yeah. Then there's no space for imposter because I'm also mm-hmm. not going around and telling you things that I can't help you with just yeah. to uh, you know, to get you on my books, you know, and, and I would never do that because mm-hmm. that's not fun for anybody. Right. Yeah. I say yeah. what I can do, what I can offer, where I'm good at. And then you can say, well, sounds good or no, thank you. And by the way, all of this is fine. You know, there's no right or wrong. And um, so then there's no room for imposter. I think imposter comes when you're doubting yourself. Mm-hmm. That's when yeah. it kind of takes takes a hold of you. 
And people feel this, right? If you're like, oh, I'm not quite sure. hundred percent. Then it gets a little bit tricky um, mm-hmm. because other people pick up on this and, and they feel feel that. Yeah. Like I've always seen imposter syndrome as feedback of your own self telling you you're acting outside of your core competencies, right? And very much like you said, like your authenticity would be like this comp- this inner blueprint of what you actually know and you're all about, right? Like for Absolutely. example, I don't know, like if if it's raining outside, right? And somebody's questioning, you're certain because you can look and see, there's no questioning <laughs> whether or not it's raining outside, right? Uh, but I think a lot of times is what he said is when people are trying to reach over an area that they're maybe not as trained, export, or have no experience on, that that's come up, right? Um, and I think that's really valuable to use it as a tool rather than I think people use that as a label, you know, uh, that yeah. to put themselves down a lot of entrepreneurs, especially early in their journeys. Um, but I really feel this is just feedback. Like you said, knowing we don't know all the answers, which is actually another good point. And this is actually something from Denise Defo Thomas that I heard and I thought, wow, this is really cool because she built a multi-million dollar empire. I think she runs like four to five million a year. She's very open about her books and she built primarily on top of other people's coaching. So she had Jeff's, I forget his last name, launch formula. She has the sacred money archetypes that she uses their trademark and she's trained under. So she built this incredible empire under other people's brands and products, right? And she just brought her take and spin to it, which is so fantastic. And what she said one time that it really marked me, she says, I am not interested in being the guru, meaning having all the answers. I'm a contributor to the conversation. And I thought that was so helpful, right? Because if you're a contributor, you can stay in your lane. You can give your most solid perspective and that's enough, right? Um, And it was such a beautiful perspective shift for me like earlier in my career. So I just, I don't know, just came to mind. So I wanted to share that, but I think it's aligned to what you're saying, right? In terms of, you don't know it all, but none of us know it all. And maybe somebody else has more knowledge because they went in a different direction than you did. But back to that authenticity and, you know, finding yourself. What would you say, Pamela, for someone that resonates with this and feel, yes, like I'm not sure about where my authentic blueprint lies. What are maybe some strategies or your journey of getting there? Yeah, I actually have this conversation often with my clients because you know, a few sessions in, I usually always ask the question, so how would you say we're progressing? How are you, you know, moving forward? Mm-hmm. And most of the time I hear, you know, I didn't really have time and it didn't really work out. I didn't feel good. You know, all of these different answers that are coming, which really as on the route, uh, in the route have the say, the meaning. It's like, I'm not confident enough to actually, you know, do this wholeheartedly because what if I fail? Mm-hmm. Right? So what yeah. if I fail? And so we have, we have this conversation often really about this um, mindset of like being authentic. Well, first of all, especially women are pretty aware. So <laughs> yes, 
you don't have to necessarily work on awareness pieces because they know everything that's going on, mm -hmm. but they cannot overcome it. At least they think they can't, you know, it's like, oh, I've tried it and it didn't work. And, you know, and right now it's not a good time. And maybe I start after, you know, let's pick Easter or whatnot. Right. So all of these things, but, and, and I'm saying to them, you know, all of these are just like you are self-sabotaging yourself with yeah. this. And it, something is stopping you from moving forward. So what is it, right? Mm -hmm. So we're having this, this conversation. What is it? Like, what mm -hmm. are you afraid of? And most often people are afraid of failure. Yeah, You know, that's what it is. And um, so that needs to be dismantled, right? And this needs to be looked at in order like, so, you know, what would actually happen if you think you fail, right? Yeah. And, and like, and what, how could it look differently if you don't fail? So, you know, that that comes up in every coaching session yeah. I have because it is it is the breakthrough people have because it's never about the tools. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the tools are easy to obtain. You can, you mm -hmm. know, make yourself a book. You write down all the things you need to do. But in the end, you never do them and mm -hmm. you stay stuck. So, right. So it's yeah. not the problem of not having the tools. Obviously, it is always uh, where you're not honest with yourself yeah you know and that's always the the point that's always the point mm -hmm. like why is it not working for you I, I don't believe you that it's the tools that you didn't know what to do yeah most of the women know exactly what to do um, but they don't do it right yeah. so. absolutely and I like to think of inaction or you know when the excuse right <laughs> which is the yeah. chronic condition of coming up with creative excuses which we've all done for different oh, things absolutely. when that comes up like not doing something is to a, an action right inaction is a choice and an action and i think you know looking from that perspective i like to say there's always a hidden agenda of why you're not doing something right and it's kind of what you're getting at and really uncovering that and thinking from an entrepreneurial's perspective, I think fear of failure and rejection, right? If you're talking about more the code outreach and sales calls and things are probably core fears of the humankind, <laughs> right? Absolutely. So as an entrepreneur, like you said, we're always in personal development. We're facing literally like very deep fears that are probably rooted in a lot of childhood memories, associations, traumas. So it is just like a, a deep process, right? So if you were to tell someone like one maybe starting point of someone that wants to sort of start uncovering why is it either in their health journey or in their entrepreneurial journey that they feel stuck, not hitting the next level, they can see it, they want it, they can almost touch it, but they just can't get out of their own way and stop self-sabotaging. What would be a starting point in your perspective? I think you have to be super honest with yourself and not just on a surface level, but really on a cell level level. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have a friend who always says, you know, when I know something is right, my cells vibrate. <laughs> yes. This analogy, because that's exactly what it is. And so you have to be super honest about is what you're about to do. Does this make your cells vibrate? Mm -hmm. Yes or no? Yeah. Right. And if you don't know, then you have to dig a little deeper, mm -hmm. you know, and really figure out why am I doing this? You know, yeah. like why why is that actually the path I chose? Because I had nothing better to do. 
you know, or I thought I like it, or this is the most logic thing to do, you know, like there will mm-hmm. be all kinds of answers that come up, but they might not be enough, right? So uh, I, I actually encourage everybody to really do an inventory of if it's a resounding yes mm-hmm. or just a little yes. Mm-hmm. A little yes would be, I check a few boxes, but there's still a lot of boxes that don't say yes. Yeah. Right. And I think that is really where you get your answers if you should pursue this or not. And I will also say if you feel like this is not the path anymore, even though you thought it was when you started, mm-hmm. it's okay to change. Yeah. You know, because you have already reached this milestone wherever you are. Nobody can ever take that away from you. And then you course correct into something that fits you better at this point. Mm-hmm. If you feel it's like a resounding yes, and you say, there is no plan B, I don't want there to be a plan B, this is my plan A, and I make it work, um, then you will be successful, right? Nobody knows the timeline, but yeah. it will happen because you are agreeing with the universe that that's your path forward. Mm-hmm. And I think most people don't go deep enough for that question. That's why yeah. they stay stuck, right? Because they are just... They don't want to know the answer, even though they kind of have it inside of them. Mm-hmm. because They don't know what the future, how the future could look like. And that's scary. Right? Yeah. But you have to, to break through this. If you ever want to reach something, this needs to be broken through. If you don't, you will never get, get there. Yeah, absolutely. And then we just keep repeating the same patterns in different forms, right? And I think just not to go in a crazy tangent here, but that was very much like the journey I took when I decided 10 plus months ago to release alcohol fully from my life that I talked a little bit about before in the podcast, but it was an unpopular decision from my family and friends circle. And it wasn't until like, it was very much what you said, that the process I did, which I teach in my work as well, is that radical honesty with yourself right and i've tried before in the past like you know the oh 30 days without it but it it was never enough because i to be fully honest did not want to deep down behind the scenes right but it wasn't until i understood what what was the glass of wine giving me what was the job it was performing and i looked at it in the face like wow this is what i'm actually getting out of it not just a social activity and so on. Then I said, is this a price I'm willing to pay? And it wasn't anymore, right? And then the release was able to take place. And now I don't have to choose whether or not I just don't need it anymore. I don't want it anymore. And it was such a a, a process for me because I always perceived a fancy glass of wine would be a very difficult thing for me to want to release, right? And I use that as an example for some women could be chocolate or processed foods or whatever it is, right? Or in a business sense, maybe not cold calling or not sending that email, whatever it is that there is a reason why we don't do things, right? But like you said, to keep that cycle of struggle and break free, step one is radical honesty. And I'm fully in alignment with that. It really, that's what it takes. (laughs) And that's a little scary sometimes, right? It's super scary. But also, you know, if you are not willing to walk the scary walk, you will also never move forward in your life. 
that yeah. is also a fact. And once you really internalize this, that without the scariness and without the fear, especially the fear of failure, you will not get to the next level of um, where you want to go. Yeah. That is also a fact. And you have to just embrace it and see it's part mm -hmm. of the life. Yeah. It's part of the right to be scared. It's part of the right to fail. Because if you don't, then you're not really making progress. So you actually <laughs> want it. You want it. If it's not scary and you never fail, I will I take an educated guess. It's probably pretty boring and nothing. Yeah. Really <laughs> right? Because mm -hmm. that's what it is. And as entrepreneurs, we live that life. We don't have a nine to five job where we just get paid and then we have the weekends and we do whatever mm -hmm. and we don't think about it. Yeah. That's not the life of an entrepreneur. Yep. So it does need to be scary and it does need to have some sort of fear involved in order to move you forward. So it's nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> yeah. I have a mentor that says, expect it to be super hard. And then when it's not, you're just happily surprised. Right? <laughs> it's like, Absolutely. oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. But just expect not, it. Right? <laughs> absolutely. It's not supposed to be always hard, but there are times when it's like that. And as you say, and, and you, you just enjoy when it's something. Yeah, something it's like, oh, cool this easily, is sweet. Right? Like, exactly. <laughs> totally. And there's one final piece I wanted to pull that you mentioned earlier. And I know this is a huge piece for our listeners, which is, so say, you know, in, in some of the cases I'm thinking even past clients, like they invested 20, 30 years into a career, or even if it's maybe not that long, but invested a long time into a career. And then they get to a place that they're just, you know, either unfulfilled or their cells are vibrating, <laughs> like you said, to go in a different direction, right? Uh, or they try something for a long time in their business and then it's just not, you know, working anymore. And I'm even thinking of some mentors of mine that are recently, I just read an email last night, just closing a big venture after a year and a half. And there's all this shifting and transitions happening now in the online space that I see at least. Mm -hmm. And for some women, it's really hard to release and let go, right? After you invested so much money, time, or maybe that's just your identity in your, as a career. So Absolutely. from your perspective and what you've seen through clients and your own experience, what are some perspective shifts that we can make to allow whatever has to be to be an easier <laughs> release for some of those women? That's such a great question because I think we're all confronted with this at one point or the other. Yeah. And um, it is, first of all, it's pretty hard to admit that something that yeah. you, you try to birth um, is not really like wanted or, you know, like there's yeah. no, no clients for it or whatever the reason it's not working. Right. And so coming to that realization can be, can be daunting and, and hard and, and can pull some of your confidence, you know, away from you. So I always think the first thing is really grounding yourself again and working on your, on your authenticity Mm -hmm. to, to not feel like a part of your body is missing right so <laughs> yes. that, that it can feel like this like you know we chopped something off from our body and then we would just suffer and you know we would feel miserable and get depressed so trying to stay within yourself and your integrity um 
I think is the first step to say, hey, this has nothing to do with me, right? This is not yeah. like, I don't, def I don't define myself through what just happened because I can't control everything. I can't yeah. control the universe. I can't control other people. You know, I put something out there that I was excited about and wanted to do. Other people, not so much. Okay. You know, this is okay. Um, so I just have to tell myself, hey, I'm still here. I'm still a full person. Mm -hmm. I have my ideas. I have my um, ability to create something. I want to move forward, but maybe right now it's not the time to move forward because right now it's the time to ground myself yeah. and recuperate. Mm. And it's actually okay to take a break. You know, I yeah. always want to mm. say this, don't rush into the next thing. Just take <laughs> a break. Recollect yourself. And, and yeah. it's also okay to mourn, you know, the, oh, yeah. the baby that didn't want to come out. Um, just mourn it and say, hey, okay, that's fine. You know, um, and I spend some time myself and I nurture myself back to uh, vibrant cells mm -hmm. so that I can I can try again, because that's also part of life. We try again all yeah. over and over again. That's part of life. That's part of our journey. We're on uh, nothing ever goes in a straight line. Um, we don't start at one place and end up exactly at this place after 30 years that we yeah. decided on this is. This rarely happens for anybody. Um, it's it's a lot of shifting and course correcting. But if you accept this and if you know that there is a flow and there's up and down and it has nothing to do with who you are, mm -hmm. then it gets easier to release, you know, all these negativity that you feel like has happened to you. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. <laughs> Brilliant. Absolutely. I love you brother grieving piece in I think that is so important even looking back at my big career transition in 2017 when my cells were no longer vibrating at work and I had a stress leave and my whole body was just like this that's when I got my fibromyalgia diagnosis it was a whole body collapse like everything kind of culminated in that moment and it was a very deep grieving for four months that I had because this career I had and all this education is too early on in my journey but I looked back and it's like, wow, I really thought I was going in a very different direction, right? So to get to terms, then now something else is being birthed and, you know, I'm going to create something new was incredibly terrifying. I probably spent a good five years getting myself right to a decision and then grieving months after <laughs> the decision was made. So I love that you brought that in because I grieved, but I wasn't self-aware that that's what I was doing until reflecting backwards, you know? And if somebody now contemplating that works on getting support or intentionally grieving, I think that could be a very healing <laughs> part of the process, right? Yeah. The other thing is I don't want to pull out is the whole sense of identity. And I'm completely in agreement with what he said, that I think a lot of times we as an entrepreneur, really associate we are the brand, we are the product, right? And um, quotations, rejection of the work is a re reflection of the self, which it could not be any more untrue. But I think we're taught that in, in, in such a way, right? And I like to think of this like as seasons of life. At that time, that season has closed, 
But the skills that you acquire getting there are yours forever, right? Skills are stackable. And in the next season, those skills may totally come back into play. The ideas that weren't ready maybe to flourish will become a huge tree later on if we don't let that stop us, right? So I think it's such a beautiful message (laughs) that you have. And And if I may add to this, actually, from my biggest failures, Mm -hmm. the greatest learning has happened for me. Mm -hmm. So in hindsight, I can really say that that's true. If I would have not failed like massively on many aspects, financially, you know, with the product I was trying to launch with people I had on my team, I failed in every aspect you can even think of. I learned the most. I learned the yeah. most from those situations. And I would have, if everything would have gone straight up the ladder and not, I would have never encountered a problem, I would not be who I am today. Mm. With the skills that I have acquired, with the mindset I have acquired, with the resilience um, that came and uh, with it, you know, so I would have not want to miss these failures. And that's mm. another realization, another awareness piece. Once I realized this, that you know failure is your biggest opportunity to grow it also gets less scary you know like you don't need to be scared anymore to fail because something bigger will come out of this failure mm-hmm. so we each take this clip what you just said and then make it a repeatable clip that we can now <laughs> hear again and again and again honestly incredible and i think honestly pamela to have this perspective, you know, I'd say the vast majority of people probably have heard, but don't internalize it. Right. And I think that is part of your brilliance. And even when we first had conversations a long time ago about aspects of this that I told you, I was like in awe, right, of your realizations and honesty. And I think this, I'm so glad that this came up <laughs> that we actually were able to squeeze it in. Uh, because it's just something of incredible value and magnitude. And I really hope women listening that they stop and, and recognize. Because like you said, if if you see the value of failure, even labeling as failure becomes a little bit, you know, like incorrect, right? Like it's it's growth, it's a learning. But once you truly embrace that, then the fear, like a little child of falling, it, it becomes not as big because they know they can get back up again, right? It's just like part of the process. And I think that is such an important mission and and lesson that you're sharing with women. So thank you for <laughs> sharing that with us again. But I'm serious, like everybody, let's keep listening to the last two minutes of what Pamela said again and again. <laughs> oh, and I mean, you know, it's it, it's so true because most of the time when, when I have those coaching calls with women and they say, I failed, I said, yay, you failed, amazing. And they're in shock, like they, what is she <laughs> like? Why is she so happy? Right. Because they then I, of course, explain why. But no, but it's actually true. Usually I'm very excited when someone tells me that they failed because I can pull out all the things that we can learn from this, you know, and we can make it better next time. And people are in shock when I try and do this. And I'm so happy. Right. But Mm -hmm. but this is really because I have experienced it. And I think that does play a role. If you've never experienced it, it is very scary and it's hard to believe. And you think, oh my God, this person is crazy. Like, how can that be? Yeah. But, you know, I can tell you I've lived it. I've been there and I can totally embrace it now as a learning opportunity. And I'm yeah. thinking to myself, oh, here it is again. I'm supposed to learn something new again. Yay, exciting. 
you know, <laughs> even if right now it's, I don't feel good and it sucks, but I know it'll be good for me, you know, and something good will come after. So I'm usually excited when someone tells me they failed. I'm very happy about it. <laughs> of course, from a loving place, but yes. um, but it is not as scary as people think it is. It should never hold you back once you really understand what failure is for. Yeah. It's always for benefit. Mm, so good. There's something, one final thing I want to say that I heard about 10 years ago that I actually have post-its of it in my work. There is one here in front of me, literally on my desk right now. Uh, and it says, the problem is always a solution. And I just find that if you, anytime a failure, a problem, a challenge comes up, if you were to say, well, if that is a solution, what is that actually showing me? What door is it opening? It radically shifts your view of the world, right? Because then nothing then is too difficult to overcome is just course correct, redirect, look again, look differently, shift your perspective. So, so aligned. Like this is literally like one of the big sort of life lessons that I've embodied a long time ago. That's also part of a lot of my work. And I think it radically shifts people. You go from that closed off mindset of not good enough, I failed to growth mindset and I can do anything, right? So, so good. So, so good. So for those listening to you that cannot get enough and want to listen to you more, uh, <laughs> how can we find you online on social, all the good stuff? Yeah, so I have a website. Um, that's the first place you can look. Um, but also, of course, social media. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I have a YouTube channel. So there are a bunch of videos there if you're yeah. interested in you know, what else I have to say. Uh, you can have a look uh, on my YouTube channel and you will find it if you Google Butterfly Holistic Nutrition and Lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So you should find the find it on YouTube. You should find it on Google. Um, and there you can connect with me. And I'm always happy if people reach out and send me emails. Yes. And ask me their questions because I like to engage with them um, individually and not just through uh, you know, with social media and random comments. <laughs> yes. Wonderful. And I'll make sure that we put all the links below. So anybody listening, if you just rather click a link, it's going to be in the show notes of the episode. Thank you again, Pamela, so much. Like, well, before we started recording, we knew this was going to be a very special conversation and it did not disappoint. So <laughs> thank you so much. I had a wonderful time. And as always, you have such a wealth of knowledge and I'm very grateful for all the perspective shifts and all the gold that you share with us today. Thank you. You're very welcome. And thank you so much for having me. Yes, my pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous. And I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy and until next time. <laughs>